0: Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I have a return guest on. Her name is Mary Nick Ullman. She's from Newcastle, Delaware. She was last on the show season three, episode 104. And this was on September 13th, 2022. Now she is a wonderful mother to a five-year-old daughter. And she explained that her ex-husband left the house when their daughter was only two months old. However, she did not go to the courts looking for child support as she tried to work it out with him. And there was barely a response. Now her daughter, you know, is, is a happy child. The father came back into their lives and went before the court saying that he wanted to see his daughter for only two hours a week. Now, Judge Natalie Haskins made a comment that it would be hard, it would make it harder for you in the future to get full custody if you do this. But there was really no obtaining, there was no problem for him to obtain custody. And this is what happens in family court. I welcome you back, Mary Nika and her mother. Thank you for Thank coming you. on to the show. Thank
1: you again, Thank Mary. You. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if my mom want to say anything first because she stayed with me for when all of this was going on with the exchange and stuff because like I uh, mentioned in the first season that I was being followed and and stuff like that and um, I was kind of scared and just to get uh, like a witness my mom stayed with me for about I think maybe a year and a half to two years so a lot of the stuff she um she witnessed witnessed my daughter behavior and you know her reaction to the exchange and the the, fo- the following and all of that stuff that was going on so I, I know she didn't get a chance to come on the last time so I just want her to you know to see how she feel she feel about everything because I know she was scared my mom was always at the window so I'll let her talk a little bit before um I go in or if she want me to talk a little bit more about the custody and then she come on if I don't know how she feels mommy you want me to go first yes go Um, first. okay um so without losing any more time like I said my daughter from the last show he left when she was um two months and came back around like two and a half wanted wanted it, um, full custody, but one thing I um, want to make clear that I didn't make clear. So from the two and the, uh, when she was when he came back from doing the two and a half hours visit, which was not consistent, like within the wink of an eye, I would just um, describe it that way. He went from um, doing that two o- two hours to overnight, which my daughter never spent overnight with him or anybody besides me. Um, so that was very very traumatizing. Um, for her. My mo- my mom could, you know, describe the, the screaming and running on the furniture, running under the bed, you know, just to avoid going um, on these visits. And we had no one to talk to. There was nobody that would intervene. Nobody would listen because I think because it's coming from us, we're making up all these stories. And um, what type of what am I um, to have a two-year-old at a time controlling where she want to go the judge even tell me why why are you even telling her that she's going by her father why why don't you lie and say you're going somewhere else and I told her I'm not gonna lie to my kid you dare not tell me lie to my kid and even though she was at two two years two years to three at the time my daughter knew where we were going she knew that route mm-hmm. she knew she knew even though I, I alternate routes she knew both routes so once she, even if I lied to her she would know that, you know, where are we going? She know the building, right. how, it, you know.
0: Right, and these kids um, are not stupid.
1: Yeah, she's very smart. She's very, very smart. Um, so I said, I'm not gonna lie to my kid. I don't know if you tell me to lie and tell my kid that she's not going to her father. I am going to tell her, you know. It was already hard, not only on her and me. You could imagine there's times that I go back home after hearing my child screaming for hours, nobody intervened, even though we were in, um, doing the exchange when he started doing overnight and the two hour visit at the uh, prison, which I'm going to come to tell you, the judge, even though I plead, she moved the, the visitation, the pick up and drop off from the prison to my house. Even though I plead and said, I'm scared. I live by myself. I do not want this pick up and drop off to a car at my home. She still moved it from the prison to my house right she moved this pickup and drop off from the from the prison to my home so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like I said they have before he comes and um pick up my daughter he had people driving around my home scoping out I I don't know what they think they were looking for they had people were coming in the car with him um there's one occasion like when his father was alive his father was one of the person that was coming and then at one occasion we had someone another individual at the back of the car who actually covered himself with a blanket to avoid missing who they were so that person who covered himself with a blanket I didn't know who that person was until this day I don't know who that person was in the, in the back because they covered themselves um, to conceal themselves so you know my life has been put in danger in so many cases ki- case you know scenario of this case is just crazy when I tell people about this story they want they ask me am I are you talking about a lifetime story that happened in the movie no I'm talking about what's going on in Delaware what's going on with me what's going on with my child you know and um this was very hard for me I, I honestly I thought I went into depression I didn't want to hear the birds sing I didn't want to hear the tv I didn't want to hear the, the mailbox in which I'm going to the the mailbox door slam, that gave me so much anxiety. And I know after listening to to your story, Marianne, that mailman was my biggest anxiety. I did not want to see my mail guy. My mail guy Mm. is sweet, sweet guy, friendly, but. During that time, I did not want to see him because it was one court paper to the next, 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 to the next. And like I was just explaining to you, I don't know how my ex-husband is affording this attorney because the last I checked as a um, DMV investigator too, you only get about 40,000 a year, 40,000 a year. You have private detective. You have the same lawyer for the last three years and she is filing from one petition to the next. From this year, May, I would say from May to July, she already filed eight petitions in the court. Um, all these emergency ex-party that she want my daughter to be removed from me, removed from my home because my daughter say, say this or my daughter say that. You know, no concrete um, evidence of um, anything of, um, that my daughter is in danger at my home, so. I guess because they know that I'm advocating, I'm speaking out of um, things that they did wrong with all the allegations of abuse and they still had my daughter at my home from one week Wednesday to Friday and the following uh, week is from Wednesday to Sunday. Without supervision, nobody was coming to my, my house and all of that kind of stuff. So if you were scared of all these abuse and allegations, <clears throat> why am I having unsupervised visit? So now they're trying to fi- because I'm speaking out and all the things that they have done wrong, they're trying to fight me at every cost to get my daughter completely away from me. You know, I work in a prison and um and I they had people there with drug and alcohol issues and they put them through programs, you know. And give them opportunity to reunite with their children, um, mm-hmm. wh- and still have right as a mother. And all these allegations, all my rights has been taken away from me. All of my rights, I have no rights of my child education. I have no make. I have no decision making rights with a medical. I have absolutely no right at all. I was never involved in any drugs, gangs, nothing illegal, all my life, all my life. Most of my long career is in law enforcement. I was never involved in anything of the contrary that you'd strip me of my rights because based on mm-hmm. allegations and um, the father said this and the father said that and this person said this and this person said that, you know, it's just crazy. And, um, and I was telling you from the last season with um, the co-parenting, mm-hmm. the co-parenting council council. So, there was another co-parenting counseling that we went to besides the one that I spoke spoke on on in season three. Um, this other doctor that we went to uh, last year, from last year, April, we were supposed to. Um, he was supposed. My daughter's father was supposed to arrange counseling. He did not go for anyone free. They have counseling in Delaware. They have this Delaware correlation that offer. The manhood, through the manhood program off for co-parenting classes for free. He went to somebody who charges 2025, 20, sorry, 2500 for six sessions. And if you only use him to go to court to testify for you, that money is deducted from that um, 2005 which is going to decrease the amount of um, sessions, co-parenting sessions you get. You're going to have to pay. And which exactly happened to me in my case.
0: So he, he could have gotten had, it for free, but he chose to somebody pay. who
1: yes to pay yes, uh. and and the um the thing the thing is that the the judge gave from last year April for him to find this co-parenting counsel. He waited till the, last year December to um to find the counsel, which was last minute. And um, you know, between paying for all these lawyers, I you know, and like I said, my family helped me a lot. And you know, this has been a burden to me, burden to them. You know, um, no, I have to. The judge was threatening me if I don't do the co-parenting classes, she's going to take my 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 daughter from me. That's what she used as one of her reasoning. And for me, lack of communication, the co-parenting class. So, going back to the co-parenting class, he wait la- like I said, he wait last minute, and she blamed me for not cooperating. He was the one she gave all the power to, to choose his co-parenting class. Not only that he chose somebody who you have to pay, and he waited last minute. So now I delayed for like a week week or two. Not because I didn't want to cooperate, is that I didn't have the money at the time because I had just paid his lawyer for um, the custody and child support case, which, you know, was a waste. But that's what happened. So when the attorney that I had at the time, she said, I have to pay a thousand dollars when this guy sent me his retainer the retainer said 2005 so we went back and forth with that eventually we get it cleared up because i guess he he honor um the thousand dollars at the time because his attorney made a mistake and put a thousand dollars on the paper that she sent to the attorney that i had instead of 2500 so they went back and forth anyway or he on it um the thousand dollars so i paid him the thousand dollars and i did the class i'm gonna say he was a very good um he actually was a very good um co-parenting counselor but if you can afford it and if it's Mm -hmm. worth the while that somebody who want to work on something not somebody who using it for their own gain and and stuff like that like my ex-husband did so what he did in like i um what this doctor did instead of us winning, winning out the time and just going from bouncing from place to place, he had us do like um, ag- agendas, like pick three things you wanna talk about today in this class. So that's what we did. And he um, told both of us, made us sign an agreement that these agendas will not be used as evidence in court against either of us. And um, I stick to that. But his attorney, he, um, use one of the genders to, to blaspheme me that I'm not communicating with him, which is one of the reasons the judge used as a, re- or a reason for taking my daughter away from me, lack of communication and not cooperating with the co-parenting class. Nowhere in Delaware law say that you take somebody, child because of lack of communication and a co-parenting class. None of the, the, the court or his, um, court numbers, codes that I look up family court codes that you take somebody child from them because of lack of communication mind you when i went to court last year april i um printed out all my evidence i had everything organized um, had everything professionally printed i spent four hundred dollars to have those things professionally printed and sent to the court and she did not review. two months before the case she did not review none of my evidence the day of the, the hearing, then she's scrambling, looking at the evidence, which this was no time for you to properly look at the evidence. Like she referred, she told the lawyer, his lawyer, Brooks, you see all that pile that she bring here? I didn't. She didn't look at it. My pile consists of evidence that this father was not communicating. He was not involved. The same reason you give him that I'm not communicating. They had evidence in my pile, as she calls it, that he was not communicating via phone He was missed. I had calendars in my pile that he was missing at least three to four months of visitation, which he had for two hours and even on the weekends. And my mom could tell you that we went to drop my daughter off numerous times. We were there for an hour, call him, text him, and he never respond, never respond. Hmm. So even though he was missing all this time, I never made a fuss. I never stopped him. I want everyone to know I never stopped him from seeing my child, from seeing our child. I never, you know, even though, like I said, even though he missed three months, he could call me up and said, you know what? I want to see her to, to this week on my visit. Okay, I will go. Sometimes he show up, sometimes he don't show up. Or when he know it's court, then he'd be the perfect he Do everything right, especially before a court hearing. He, he, the visits is on point, the phone calls is on point. And everything is on point before the court hearing. And after the court hearing, you he go back to being himself.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He
1: plays the system. And um so, but I just want to give, seeing that my mom didn't get an opportunity to, to come on like the first time, I just want to um give her an opportunity to um to, to say what she wanna say before I get into this child support um stuff. So mommy, you can go ahead and say what, you know. Hello.
3: Hello, Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been taken a toll, not only on me, but my family too. You know, when my daughter called me to go up there with her, that she's afraid. Mm-hmm. And I lived a nightmare, sleepless nights with people in front of the house parking. Like, like we are the security guards. Well, I'm there. I'm scared because I'm on the window every minute watching because I'm looking to see if anybody come into the house or, or what have you. And then we were constantly followed when they say she's paranoid. So they sent her to do a mental evaluation mm-hmm. because she's, she, you know, something wrong with her. That's what they said.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, she's been angry because she's been accused of maltreating her daughter. But my daughter, you couldn't hit her, hit her daughter. I was accused of slapping my granddaughter in her face. The father said that I said that she said I slapped her in her face. But nobody came to me. My granddaughter had sleepless nights, nightmare. And they, my daughter never knew sometimes I never used to sleep because, because of my granddaughter having nightmare. We used to sleep in the same room. But I used to tell her, um, I can't stay in this room because my skin is in this room is too hot. But I could not let her know that what I was going through Hmm. We if we sit down in front, people pass in. Window half down. One day my daughter was going out, and a car actually blocked her from going out the driveway. But because mm-hmm. I was at the window, they they moved. They drove on.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: They drove on. I've seen my granddaughter scream like my daughter was render render one time because my granddaughter she's very she's a very strong child and to put on her coat she was under a chair wrapping because she didn't want to go Mm. she's always i'm afraid i'm afraid why are you afraid but she comes up many days like went to do the exchange I want to go and put her out her father's arm because she's crying, Mommy, Nana, Nana," mm-hmm. And the way she's crying, you just want to go and rip her out her, his arms. I've seen my granddaughter jump off the bathroom because she's afraid to urine. She's afraid to in to stool. Mm-hmm. Even to have a bath. She's a child like, like to have long baths. She, don't, she didn't want to go and bathe because after a while you realize that they bathe in cold water. They bathe in her with cold water so she didn't want to have baths. Mm. Yeah, we went to the doctor numerous time because then she always smelling. Then you come, she's having an infection. Mm. Actually, a two-year-old child going through an ease infection. Mm. So oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, you said I'm abusing the system. Mm-hmm. Yes, it it's like, man they even had a problem because after my daughter called me that she's afraid because the judge moved the drop-off, they had a problem if I'm living in Delaware. No, I'm not living in Delaware. Our Problem, our plan was, I'm going to go up there to help her to look our, our daughter while she works. And for my doctor visit and what have you, I will be back in Brooklyn. They mm-hmm. had a problem if I'm living there. It's, it's like they don't want anybody, she don't want her to have any help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since, since my granddaughter get a little mark one day, he was late in collecting her. I said, do not carry her. She said, no, I'm going to carry her because of the court order. Hmm. The next day, he called. He called. He always have a problem. Two, min- two hours after this child go to him, he yeah. always, she always sleep and wake up and he finds some mark. So we took her to the doctor. I was there when she went to the doctor. As his lawyer claimed, some kind of mark. It looked like some coloring mark. When we took her to the doctor, she had no marks of abuse, but that still went to court against her. Now, look, marks on my granddaughter's skin. Cut on her head. Oh, she fell down, but only her head cut. Her mm-hmm. hair is being cut. Black and blue marks on her skin. Mosquito bites, bug bite. No, bug bite don't give you black and blue marks. It's mm-hmm. either you eat your skin or, 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 or somebody pinch her hard or something. But what is being done? Nobody, even to the ACS, they, they lie. Because he claimed that he talked to the investigator, that he spoke to my sister and she had such a deep accent that he couldn't understand a word that she was saying. Hmm. And the other girl that he spoke to, she had nothing pertaining to the case. She was one of the persons that called. You even go and lie about how many rooms my daughter have. It's just like, where do do we go? Where do you turn? It's it's, it's a living nightmare. Mm Like, how everyone cannot see even what's going on with her. It's an app. Nobody come in to check what really happened to this child.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But they brand her a liar. She's a survivor. From oh. day one, what she's saying, she has been saying one thing. Even though she's changed her story, she is a survivor.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
3: she realizes she spoke the truth. She's going to be punished. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. So you have, she went to the doctor. Four doctors, why she seen four doctors? My granddaughter has being questioned without a lawyer, without anybody from the district office general. Um, when they with her, her father is there. So what do you expect?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Why is she a four-year-old child? Why she's being questioned without a lawyer?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But it's been a nightmare, it's a mother night, it's a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And you know, I question myself sometimes, why mothers kill their kids? And I applaud my daughter for being strong because nobody listened to her. You know, Mm -hmm. she's crazy, so nobody not listening to her. So what would it take to happen to my granddaughter for somebody to listen to her?
0: And that the problem with family court is when the opposition just rattles off a false accusation, uh, the silver bullet of you're mentally ill, then they just run with that or some other accusation. I don't know how they get away with it because this happened to me, but I'm he- hearing it from other, you know, guests I've had on that as soon as the opposition says. Any falsehood, the judge believes it, and they go along with it.
3: Yes, but even to when they had to do the mental evaluation, the doctor that not a mental counselor that he went to. When my daughter went, the counselor said he never heard about him. He never went to him, but he had a letter from that he went to that doctor. He said, and there's only two doctors in our name and his son, which the son didn't start practicing as yet. So where that letter came from? It came from him. Mm-hmm. I just want to make so, some, yeah. help
1: help make, help make that situation clear with my mom. What she's um, trying to describe that when they send me to do the mental health evaluation, they also send for that to do a mental health evaluation. And so happened that the, um, the counselor that did a co-parenting counseling with us, he stated that he went to that doctor to do his mental evaluation. And that doctor stated that he never did his mental health, do any mental health evaluation uh, for him, for my ex-husband. And the only person that have their last name is him and his son. They're the only two with that last Doctors um, in Delaware with the, with the same last name and so he don't know you know when he checked his son record um he, he claim that my ex-husband did not do a mental health evaluation with his son either so um i know but I, you know, like i like i said in the beginning he was a very very good um co-parenting doctor and um he tried to keep us on track and keep my daughter best interests at heart um but you know, there's certain people you can work with and some people you cannot work with, regardless, no matter how good of a doctor or good of a co-parenting counsel you have. When people want to work with you, they work with you. When they don't want to work with you, they don't want to work with you. So mm-hmm. but let my mom continue. Just want to make that clear.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, Nikki. Um glad you played a part. Um, yes, Marianne. So it's just like whatever the father said, it goes. Mm-hmm. Whatever my daughter say. What I'm saying it's not about it's about my granddaughter having Earth having the right counseling. She's a child like to play with dolls, and she talks to them. Mm-hmm. Right now, she's being a portrait. she's a perfect mother with with her dolls. She would mm-hmm. take even these stuffed animals for a walk or dolls. like you cannot make them fall. You know, you got to take good care of them. So mm-hmm. like she, she's playing this part now as a mother. Mm-hmm. She's playing, you know, how you must treat a child. That That's that's her, her, her way. But she's still not being taken to the right counseling.
0: No, and it's very difficult to find the right counselor for a situation like this. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah now, go ahead, Mary
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm glad my mom raised about counseling. So, um, they did. My daughter is in counseling right now, and I, I had the opportunity finally to observe two of her sessions because they insist that both mom and dad um, alternate weeks to go um to these counseling sessions. So the first one that I went to, um, I'm gonna tell you. So as you walk into, let me just back up a little bit. When I reviewed this counselor that um, my daughter have, she basically do drug and alcohol, and, and teenagers and adults in mental health. None of her profile said anything about working with young kids as young as my my daughter, and um, which I raised in mediation um, on September seventh. Which his lawyer said that I don't have sole custody and I don't have the right to question anything about the counseling because the father have um sole custody and i don't so i have no right to ask any question about anything about any counselor but nevertheless um like when i walk in the office they don't have no pictures on their wall it's just a plain blank space on inviting um they don't have like minimal toy toys for any kids my daughter age or any child period with sensory issues they don't have not she don't have nothing more. just like a little box um a small box with a few toys and and uh not a box with legos i didn't see anything with with dolls even when i look at her office um she don't have no toys in her office it's just she has a nice chair yes no pictures just a plain um plastic table um she so it's nothing so i am wondering like every child do not play with legos my daughter have legos she have countless toys and legos is one of them and legos is not something that she would really play with she was she's more into small um like hand size um stuffed toys and mainly the dolls that she's she's into so um when she was doing the first session i noticed she had the door open which is also opening to the common area at which i was sitting and anybody could walk into that office and sit down and listen everything that she's saying to my daughter because the room was not closed or anything like that. So basically when I listened to the, the session, she, my daughter was not in, um, saying anything to her. She was more mis- mainly questioning my child um, about different stuff. Like the last session I went to, she was questioning my daughter who my friend was on the, on the last show, who he was to her, um, if he buys um, the tablet that she had in her hands, who buy her clothes, you know and she come back asking who this individual is to my to my daughter so it's not like my daughter's coming out and sharing stuff with her she's questioning her right and the space is not private and um the last session she mentioned to my daughter oh you acting weird she told my daughter she's acting weird she told a five-year-old she's acting weird and she then i was like i didn't say anything so she said to me that my daughter loved her father and um After the session, she runs and tell him everything. And I go to ask her, don't you see a problem with that? She don't even have to tell him anything. The door is open. You can hear everything you guys are talking about. You can can hear everything that you're asking her. So don't you see a problem with that? So what do you think that she's going to tell you if something is bothering her? Do you think she's going to say anything to you that she's reporting things right after the sessions to her dad in your present? Don't you see a problem with that? She's being coached to do that. Mm -hmm. So when, of course, when she went with me, she was like, she was showing off. Like she didn't know how to act. So of course she was weird because I'm not asking her and questioning her. Oh, what did you tell the counselor? What did you talk about? I'm not questioning her. She does. She don't have to report back to me. So she's showing off of what she's being programmed to do. So of course she's going to be weird. So when so last week when the one we went, she asked me if I the contact if I want to talk to her, and I said no, and I said no because you was questioning her about my friend. It's not like she's she's having a problem with this individual. She never has. you questioning her. And what prompted you as a counselor to question you about this individual? Like you just pull out his name again out of the hat. This man name went through the court system on every court paper for the last three years, and here you are as a counselor questioning her about the same thing. What is it that you're coming again to accuse him again about something to pull his name again, about to drag his name about what? So right away, the counselor, she's not ready for my daughter. There's no way she said, she told me that the, um, my, the, 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 um, the custody did not, is not affecting my daughter. The separation is not affecting my daughter. My daughter loved her father. Threatened. She's threatening, let it, go. let's go back to history. My daughter, like my mom said, my daughter, screamed scream, even when we went to the child, Inc., the child Inc. center, where we do the exchange, my daughter screamed the first time we went to that center, my daughter was pushed into the car by the supervisor because she was fighting not to go into that car. Was fighting not to go mm. into that car. She was pushed into that car. You could have been, you was inside the building. I was inside the building. And you could hear my daughter scream from the outside of that building, which is concrete.
2: It's Mm -hmm.
1: supposed to be soundproof. You could hear her scream. Mothers there who are not connected with me, who don't know me, were crying. Just hear my daughter screaming. Those women were weeping for my child. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Weeping for my child. The way she screamed. But she was still pushed and forced to go with the dad. And the, the supervisor, she didn't see nothing wrong with it. Then one day she come asking me, what's the problem? So I tried to explain to her, but she was already, in, like you said, collusion with her father. Because the first question she asked me when I went to the visitation center to register, why are you stopping this child from seeing her dad? Why, why is she not seeing her dad? I was like, where do you get that from? Mm-hmm. Why is she can't go there? But at that time, when it was going on, her dad um, had accused me of molesting his, his, um, her older brother. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he accused me of molesting his older son, of taking inappropriate pictures. But the pictures that I, that I took, Marion, that nobody could know for a dog or a cat, what he did when he was planning to move out. And I, he had this all orchestrated. He had his son sleep on the, on the floor in a little blow-up kind of little bed. And he had a bedroom with everything in it and he put this child to sleep on the drum. he was covered from head to toe and I took a picture to show my mom like look what are you doing show his father too like look what you're doing but you could not tell who is under the blanket Mm -hmm. but yes he went and accused me of molesting his son and taking inappropriate pictures and all of this stuff he did to me right Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that's it so with the counseling yes she's not in the right counseling
0: no no, these counselors are not equipped to handle these court situations. I don't yeah. know very many that are, unless they're famous.
2: And then
1: I want to go back to the 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 um, the center. That center is supposed to be facilitating peaceful drop off, staying neutral. They're not neutral. They're all in collusion like with the court and the lawyers and everything. Because I complained during the summer, um, I had a dialogue with the, with the supervisor um, about my summer vacation. I put in the time for my summer vacation and I notify her. I said, look, this is a day we would not be dropping off because it's my summer, my vacation with my daughter and this and this day I would not be um, dropping, in the center. She called me back and said the father did not agree for me to have summer vacation, which is court ordered Mm -hmm. she denied my time because he had an issue with it. His lawyer had an issue with it. And note, she was communicating with his lawyer. She complained to the lawyer that I am emailing her because I um, talk about my summer vacation, that she should not, she don't have the right or the power to either approve or disapprove my vacation time. It's not in the court order for the center to do that. But this is what that's what she did. So not only that I didn't have Mother's Day, I had the week before Mother's Day, I think Memorial Day I didn't get and my summer of the occasion. All was denied. And this partially come from his, his attorney, too, was, was sent out these emails that um, all of these court order visitations and time that I supposed to have with my daughter. Canceled. And again, I never received anything from the court. I never received anything from DFS stating um, there was an issue why I am not um, why these obligation is not me met. I never received anything from the court. So I write I write this supervisor from the center and I said, you know, there's no in the court order. I don't care what you tell the lawyer, you should not be in communicating with the lawyer anyway. If you have a problem with me at the center, you have a policy, you write me up there. You never write me up there. Why are you complaining to her? Why are mm-hmm. you emailing her? Why is she contacting you? Why are you, con- why are you guys contacting each other? Nothing could be fair. And I'm gonna tell you, I want to back up to one other situation. This same supervisor again at the, the visitation center. When I first started visiting, doing my visitation, I was coming from New York to Delaware, and I was a little late. But I did call him like two, two or three hours in advance and said, "Listen, traffic. Um, you know, I get stuck in traffic more than one time, and I, you know, I keep in communication with them all the way until I reach to the center. And they said if he agreed to wait on me, it's fine. He did agree." They still, even though he agreed they still turned around to write me up because they wanted me to be in violation of being late and to get so that I would not have my visit. So the time when I was coming from New York, I didn't have time to drop my, I had my nieces in my car, my, my brother, two kids, daughters. They were at the time six and seven and my uncle who could barely see. So I was trying to figure out how to get into the parking lot. They figure automatically I supposed to know that parking lot. This is somewhere I never went to. Even though I live in Delaware, I never had to mm-hmm. go there for no reason. So I, I'm not familiar how to get in and out of the parking lot, you know, at the beginning. So I went in there. She put, she, so I parked at the back of the parking lot. My nieces and my uncle that could barely see was in the car. So she told them to get out the car. She told my uncle to get out of the car and my nieces and to stand on the street at a corner of a busy intersection. If she watched how my uncle was walk, walking, and I sure she talked to him, she would realize that he couldn't tell which direction she was, that she was standing. But you put him at a corner with two young children because you didn't want him in the car. When she could have simply told me to move my car and park it somewhere else and let them stay. But no, she tell him to get out of my car. She tell him to get out of my car and put him on the street. And they were scared and petrified, like, what the hell? We don't know this place. We don't, you know, he, he can't see. Like, you know, my nieces that had to lead them to the street. Like my they were you know. Um <clears throat> so she like I said, she denied my um summer vacation, even though she don't have the right. Everybody feel I have the right. They they have a hand in, in my court order. I have no say the court order don't matter. I guess the judge don't matter, but the judge put herself in this position, they're not um, following the court order. She said in even when he was um, late, um getting the co- um, co-parenting counsel, she said in court loud that he, he didn't do nothing wrong and stuff like that. So, but I just wanna read a quick thing when I told her that she had no right, the supervisor at the center, this is what she write me when I said, you didn't have no right getting involved with the um, canceling my vacation and approving his, she approved his visitation in the summer right, which he take the whole, the entire August, because he didn't want my daughter to be part of a dancing, so she write mm-hmm. me back. For, for, your orientation, please be reminded that we are not a therapeutic center, and as such, we do not offer therapy, we do not provide evaluation for parents guidance, negotiation, mediation service. This information was presented, agreed upon, and signed during your orientation. I have attached a copy of the F vc court testimony contract for your review additionally when we reviewing these documents these documents please know that family visitation does not only provide safe and neutral visitation environment for the children and family as such we i are not facilitators of for cohesiveness you hear what i want to read back that part as as such we i are not facilitators of cohesiveness in the best interest of the child. That was what she emailed me and tell me when I tell her she didn't have no right to either approve or disapprove my summer vacation because it's court ordered.
3: So that's what she wrote and told me. Marita, i she- like to say something. Go ahead. Um, I'm talking about the daycare. They say they cannot get involved because it's a court order. This child is going to school with all these marks. Why is it that they cannot get involved? It's not getting involved. So if she go to school a day with a mark and she fall along or something. So this is abusiveness. So why can't you report it? And she is going to school with the same school as his lawyer. His lawyer kids are in the same daycare.
0: Oh. She, cho- well, she cho- <laughs> Oh, man. It's, it's, it's yeah, they're mandated you- reporters.
1: I have All the pictures. All the pictures. Nobody want, Even when the DFS workers, ACS, CPS, some places call it. I have all those pictures on my wizard app. My wizard app is a waste of money. It's $144 I pay for a year. Nobody's monitoring that. I have all these pictures with black and blue marks, cuts, bruises and everything for my child on that app nobody's approved nobody want to look at it when the dfs workers they come and you want to show them the app with all the pictures oh we're not allowed to see that we we can look at those pictures but it's pertaining to that like for example right now um uh, as of july i would say july 11th a dfs worker came to my house because my daughter had a belt which is a belt buckle mark imprinted on her hands i did made a report about it um i did talk to the dad and he said she just simply scratched herself whatever that he went on, that went on for a couple of days then that turned into investigation against me so what i usually do is take pictures before and after my daughter that I picked my daughter up so mm-hmm. i had pictures to prove that she didn't have this mark i had emails and text through to my wizard app showing that you know i did ask about this so why are you investigating me about this? She came on July 11 to investigate me for these, this mark, this belt, supposedly belt buckle mark. And today's August this, um October what, 17th. Mm-hmm.
0: Today is October. Yeah.
1: She never called me back. She was, she never keeping in communication with me. I don't know. If, I don't even know if the case is still open or close, right? They never came back when I give them all the pictures and show them proof that she she did not come to me with that mark and all the other marks that she has. And I, they, they haven't come back to me. It's October 17th and she came on July 11th. I called her once or twice. She never returned my phone call. And and I told her before she left, I said, you know what? I don't want you guys to come back to my house because every time with a blink of an eye, before you, you spit, you can call and tell you anything and you come to my house. But if I call and say something is going on with my daughter there's an issue you guys do not come even if you come you come a month after i have pictures you don't want to look at the pictures nobody want to look at the pictures because it's it's against the rules and against your policy to look at the pictures so if you come in a month after what are you going to see you're not going to see a mark Mm -hmm. obviously i have to show you the pictures which you do not willing to look at which you 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 turn that blind eye to look and this has been going on for almost what two years my do- they have so many signs my daughter has been abused at that house and she's still there like for example i pick her up this wednesday gone and we was rushing because she had a counseling sessions and i was rushing in between sessions to go um uh, to the counseling session when she was coming out i noticed that she was limping and i was like what's wrong I noticed you limping. And she was she Mm. told me her brother beat her at the bottom of her foot. Now he gets too smart. He watched too much of a movie. So now because they know that I'm making all of this documentation of everything, every mark, now he's beating her at the bottom of her foot, like nobody can tell. Mm. So this all this weekend I had her, she was limping. And she said, Mommy, please don't say anything. You could imagine. She said, Don't please do not say anything because they're gonna beat me more. (gasps) Oh, so I didn't, I just asked him, I said, did you know what happened to her foot? And he said, oh, when she left, every time, no matter what it is, black and blue mark cut, nothing ever happened at his house. As the daycare the daycare, they never know. They never see, they never hear, they don't know anything. They're deaf, dumb, and blind. So hmm. she was limping this weekend because she was bitten at the bottom of her foot.
0: Was I'm there any marks i mean like as far as like it, blood it
1: wasn't it wasn't red so um but she couldn't press on it mm-hmm. like if she she pressed on it then she you know it was hurting her she walked a little distance you know um it was hurting and um so but they done not excuse me of abusing the, the the hospital system and and all of this stuff so i i you know it's like should I go forward, should I go backward, should I go side? I don't know which way to turn. Because last May of this year, my daughter opened up to a friend of mine that um, she was turned upside down and beaten in her vagina. Like her brother told her, he's gonna beat it up. He beat my daughter on her vagina. So my, my friend reported this to the DFS and some other people calling they turn around and start an investigation against me that I'm abusing a hospital, I'm making all sorts of false allegations, I'm um, abusing my daughter psycholo- psychologically by putting all these things in, in, in her head, right? So some of the things that she was telling this girl, I did not know because she was explaining that um, there were children coming over and she had to come out her bed to um, and sleep on the couch so the children could sleep on the bed. So at the time I thought, it was, um, he was seeing somebody who was having half kids. But now it's clear to me when the cousins that come from out of the state, they make her sleep on the couch, couch and the cousins. So long after, but nevertheless, they t- um, they started an investigation with um, when with, after my friend called DFS and stuff in May of this year, uh, reporting what my daughter told her. Um, they started an investigation against me. They took me to court. His, him and his lawyer took me to court to have my daughter taken away from me because I'm psychologically abusing my child. Note when she go to the hospital, they did not do no rape kit or anything, right? They did not do any rape kit. The nurse at the hospital, very interesting, that RN nurse, she find herself, um, advising my ex-husband that he should start, um. A case against me because I'm psychological. It's too much a test, too much a rape case. Which is which she, even though she was taken to the hospital numerous times for some of the allegations, and it's like I said before, is she had a lot of is infections going on. Um, she she advised my ex-husband to start this um, case because it's psychologically affecting my daughter. Um, even even the DFS worker told my ex-husband to start a case against me. Yes. So how could you be neutral? So all of that went on in, 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 in May this year to June. So that in June, I think 24th, I went to court. At the time, I didn't have a lawyer. I did write to the court. I did petition to the court to give me time for an attorney, which they never gave me. The judge claimed that she did not see um, my paperwork asking for time for an attorney. And I said, I would like to have an attorney present for this. Because mm-hmm. now you're threatening me to take my child. I would like to have an attorney. She said, no, don't no, no, worry. you're going to have your time for an attorney. She went ahead and cross-examined everybody. She had a whole bunch of DFS workers here, this nurse. And also the nurse claimed that somebody anonymous, anonymously called from the hospital, called her dad to tell him that I was at a hospital because I did not inform the father that, um, We were at a hospital and all of this stuff. Like, why are you concerned about that? You're there to take care of my child. Why are you Mm -hmm. worrying about calling this man? Why somebody, some random staff, thing that they have to report to him? But let me show you. When you talk about collusion, my ex-husband used to work at that Morris Hospital, so he knew people. And his dad volunteered there for years, like over twenty-something years. His dad volunteered at that hospital, so they they're familiar with the staff there. So every time I go there, people calling him and they're not looking at my daughter. So it's going like, oh, I'm crazy because I have all this child support case because I have custody. I'm making all these allegations. I am advocating for my child. I advocate for other people's children. Why would not I advocate for my other child? I had sleepless nights. I went into depression It's times that I didn't want to eat. Huh? This time I didn't want to talk to nobody. Oh, I went through so it, sorry. Mary. I went through it. Mm-hmm. I went through it. There's times that I drive in on the road. I had like one time I was driving. I forget where I was. I was like mentally lost for a second. I didn't, I forget where I was. I forget where I was going. I had to pull over like for half an hour to, to catch myself. And to remember to refocus. Where that? Am I going? I was lost. <coughs> I remember I was I lactating. Anthony, just give me one second. I was lactating with okay. my daughter. You know, I I, my, I couldn't. I was unable to lactate anymore. All of that. People go through so much in these cases. You know, not only that it takes financially, um, drain you, mentally, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally. It takes a lot. So, like my mom mentioned, you know, you see why people murder their kids. There's no way. There's nobody I could have talked to. Everybody is in connection with with in this case. What is it to, for them to benefit in it? I don't know. You see, is is attorney too. She is an issue in this case because you see she used to work with domestic violence um people and she she still has connections with all these departments. Everybody's reporting to her and she, she's dipping her hands in everything, right? So to benefit him and not my child. So all of everything that is going on with my daughter is going unheard of, going going on deaf ears, going on blind, blindsided and everything. Because she's dibbling and dabbling in everything. And that judge never put her to her place. Never put her to her place. And I'm going to tell you about his attorney. And next thing she did, she con- they contempt me to court last year, March 25th, 2021. I'll never forget this. The judge said when they were asking me to have the background of everybody around that lived with me. And all the pictures and craziness. They were asking me for a drug tests and all of that stuff. I said, I'm not giving it because i know my rights because i did like i said before i did a lot of those drug tests for the court and those things were specifically had specific instructions not because you think want to make up for a case and said you want somebody to do a drug test or you think somebody's that's not what it's for mm-hmm.
2: that's
1: not why you ask somebody so she contempt me to court because um, she wanted the the lawyer she contempt me on march um, 25th 21 And I was contempted to court because I didn't provide the documents in time according to her, but the judge already set a date which was April 1st for all the documents to be in, not March, they contempt me to court a month prior to what the judge had already ordered. That contempt order went through. The the, the judge hear it and charged me, the lawyer wanted uh, $557 for some, document she signed for me and for me to pay back pay her uh, my ex-husband um court fee for that day um so and i was like i didn't know well she said that's why you was you should have answered and you didn't answer in time so she ordered me to pay this lawyer 157 dollars instead of the 557 dollars right for something that she already ordered for april 1st
0: (sighs) Well, that judge is in so many violations. And uh, Marianne in June, when I went to
1: court, even though I asked her, I said numerous times I would like to have an attorney. She went and she crossed. I examined everybody, even the nurse. When she asked the nurse certain questions, like um, how many times did my daughter even have the rape kit? She said, I didn't know. I did. I don't know. She did know because I have a friend who works at a hospital and she said, you, as an RN nurse, you're able to see all of that stuff. But she said that she didn't know because she wasn't supposed to to come and bring nobody medical record to court, which she did. Which she did, and no anonymous person should be calling from the hospital to notify anybody. Suppose you not know this guy to come and shoot me at a hospital.
0: So People doing things m- and they're not thinking. Right, so this judge was cross-examining everyone. But How yes, can-
1: if- and I asked five times, five times. I w- I said it five times. I would like an attorney present. I would like an attorney present. I said, are you refusing me an attorney? She said, no, I just want to get you this um, emergency um, hearing. Which she did. Which she did. And at the same time, threatened me that she's going to put my daughter in foster
2: care.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, I, I don't can't know. Talk why to nobody and I don't
1: understand. No. I for the life of me with all this abuse and all the pictures I have documented on the Wizard app. And it's everything is just secluded to Delaware. That nobody else out of Delaware could look at this case. Look at look into this case. Look into all these pictures that I have. I start uploading everything on the Wizard app because he lied about everything. His lawyers lying about everything. She's, she has full power over the judge the judge making one order she's making another order. and you confuse at times like who is it who really is the judge in this case you have now you have the supervisor from the um the, the child in center is, is um approving and denying my vacation time so every they have so many cooks in the pot that messing with this court order that is not going in the court to what the judge writes but she's she allowed it. She put that into motion herself, you know. She put that into motion herself. That judge. But my, I think my aunt want to say something. So, and okay. I, and after that, I want to talk about this child support um thing where I'm arrears already in twelve thousand three hundred and fifty two dollars mm.
2: um, Good morning, morning, I just want to say good. I would like to know where this case is going. Child
0: is dead. It's been affected. I'm having trouble hearing.
2: I said, good morning. I said, I would like to know where this case would go from now. This child is being affected physically and emotionally. Right? I was one of the persons we reported to these for one. Yes, about the rape. And he said he couldn't understand me. He, pro- he asked me, said, whatever you know, whatever, whatever more you know, call me. I did call him and he did not answer his phone. Only I heard he went to court and said, I was speaking with a deep accent. So he didn't understand. Nothing that I was saying. You know? It affected me too. Emotionally is physical. It is a. Um, mm-hmm. it affected me. Mm-hmm. When my guys to be end up talking to my one, two o'clock, two o'clock, in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. A child is involved. It's a big folk. Not a big folk. it's a child, yes. A child, a child with five days.
0: know
2: so, everything is so one sided yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is one sided.
0: You know? And that's how a lot of CPS cases go is one sided, I have found.
2: Yes, anybody else? Mommy, you have anything else to say? Because but- if, you leave, if you leave the child, when the child was Never turn back, and then you give the father full custody. Something is wrong.
0: Right.
3: But, Marianne, my brother loved dogs. But on one of her dogs' face, she took the pen and
2: it was Even when she started making people sick and she was actually fighting you to kiss
3: on your mouth. And I told my daughter, something is wrong here. Mm-hmm. When she called the father, he said he saw it, but the mother must um corrected it, correct it. If you as a loving father, or you proclaim to be this good father, see something
2: that she's doing that people's not normal.
3: Writing to call the mother and say, X, Y, Z, this is happening. Mm. But from mm-hmm. there, one, she's
2: calling one her and I don't name, our
3: brother. Our brother.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And she's still being left with that brother. Mm.
0: Well, this is all being spun so your daughter has to pay child support yes it's and, crazy. yes and they know that you're working and i don't know is he is he working yes. no she's not
3: working not hold,
1: hold on hold one second mommy she asked me if i'm working right now i'm not working um like i mentioned that i got injured in the police academy um the last day of the police academy so from there i'm getting $1,500 a, $1, a month disability from from that job for, for that injury, because it happened um, in, in the course of the training. Um, nevertheless, I start working, I would say, in twenty late mid-2019 to 2020, I start um, working at a school as a behavioral interventionist. I lost that job. I lost that career. I lost that career. Mm-hmm. Those people fire me without even saying that I was fired because the constant, um, I guess, DFS investigation and allegations with my daughter, they just fire me. They never tell me until mm-hmm. I went to drop a keys after during, sometime in the pandemic, the one access to the room that I had. And then is when I noticed that they already hired somebody else. And they never told me that they're not interested in me. Nevertheless, when I went for child support, they calculated that um, income along with my disability, which I don't want to acknowledge that I'm on disability. And they chalk up, chalk up everywhere that they could chalk up and have me paying him $900 a month. Mind you, when he left, when I tried to work out child support with him outside of court. I said, all I need help with is the daycare. This is how much a daycare is, two twenty-five. if you could give me $100. He said, no. Could you give me $50? He said, no. Could you give me $25? He said, no. Whatever the court give you, that's what you're going to get. But Miriam, he had his plan.
2: Uh-huh. My
1: ex-husband had um, a, a, a graphic design business besides his regular job as a 911 operator. He went and filed, he had this business for 18 years. Before that case, he went and filed bankruptcy. Did not produce the papers, his tax, anything when he went for child support. Whatever paper he gave them or whatever he told them, word them out, that's what he went. He was barely paying me. I think it was 189 at the time.
2: 189
1: or something like that. What it wasn't at the time, it wasn't quite two hundred dollars. But he went and filed bankruptcy for his business. He did not um, put in fixed taxes or anything, so he was just paying me this amount. But I never bothered him. So now this this table flipped for me to, to to pay pay him $900 a month. They chalk up everywhere that they could chalk up. And Delaware, I think, have some rule where you have to work 40 hours a week, according to child support. So they charge me against that because I was only working 50 hours per week. But when I was working 50 hours for every, sorry, every two weeks, I wasn't obligated to pay child support. He was. So I don't know how come they chalked me up of um, hold me to the obligation of 40 hours when I was not the obligatory for the child support at the time. But that's anyway, that's how it is right now.
0: No, they, so now, they do this to everyone.
1: So now they tried it. Um, I got a letter from the motor vehicles last month stating that my driver's license is going to be indefinitely suspended for child support. When I the, um, go to um, DMV in Delaware, they said they, don't, they didn't know anything about the letter. And I just want to make it clear my daughter's father is investigated with DMV. So they, they claim that they didn't know about this letter. They never sent me this letter. And they don't know why I'm thinking, they, like like I was crazy, why I'm, the ladies were asking me, like, why do you think your license is going to be suspended? There's nothing on your license to be suspended. There's no note here. There's no uh, violations. on I said, not from Bush, said nothing is here went back to child support and i keep telling them i said i can't afford to pay nine hundred dollars a month i um i'm on no one yes so there was like oh we're court driven whatever the court say that's what you have to go i filed for a roco for the judge to um for the for a judge to review the ch- um, child support they send my, the robo to the same judge as handling already handling my messy custody case. She they sent her the child support Roku. She soon as the Roku went to her, she denied and said that I did not provide proof that I'm on disability. Note I did say and if you're watching the court record, I did say that I told them that I am on disability and this is how much I'm making and I gave them a copy of the um pay stub to to verify this is how much I make. So I don't understand where they're saying that I didn't give them proof that I'm on disability. What is it that they're looking for? I I have no idea. What is it that they're looking for? That I'm on disability and this is how much I make. So so now they had somebody called me from child support. Not write me, called me. After I get numerous threatening letters, they want to suspend my license, they want to revoke my passport, and all of this uh, back-to-back letters I was getting. So, you know, I went to them trying to work out a reasonable um, agreement with them because I was of the opinion that I had to pay this $900, which I know that is going to be a strain on me because I have my mortgage, which is lawyers said in court, she don't care if I have to pay a mortgage. She don't care if I have to buy food. She don't care nothing about that. But according to Delaware Child Support Law, you have to consider people's basic needs. What are the basic needs? My housing, my child come with me. When I can't pay my mortgage and lose my house and I can't feed her, how am I going to be able to feed her when she comes to me? I don't, she don't care about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't care. She don't care. And she said it in court. In front of the judge, the commissioner, she don't care. Why don't I go and look for, um? what she said? Why don't I go and look for a job at one of those retail stores?
0: My well, daughter. That's not going to bring in $900 a month.
1: And they, and those retail stores now are not giving, going to give you eight um, eight hours per week. They're not going to give you eight hours per week. And if you want to work with a retail store, they mostly want you on weekends and night. When, what's going to happen when I have my daughter? Then I'm not going to be able to spend no time with her. She don't care about none of
0: that. All this judge cares about is the Title IV D funding incentives.
1: Yeah, so so now, like I said, uh, child support is, I mean, $12,352 in arrears, mm. right? So they fighting me back and forth, stuff that they didn't ask him for, and, I, you know, and the funny thing is, another thing, situation that happened, um, last year when I went, I took him to the commissioner for child support when I went, um, When he was obligatory for him to give me back some of the money that I was paying for my daughter for daycare, that commissioner did not order him to pay me back none of my money. I paid $5,000. because got a daycare. She went in there for a year. I was $225 per week. So that money add up. So by the time a year was 5000 I asked, I said, could I get back half of my money? Could I, could I get back the last half of my money, $1,000 out of it? Could I get back $100 out of it? He, the commissioner said no. So, so I had to, for that year, I had to buy that bullet, buy that expense all by myself because he did not order my ex-husband to pay me back none of that money.
0: Because See everyone I needs to know. I, this I, was
1: stuff. The one, I was the one who wanted to work <clears throat> and I should have provided that um I should provide childcare because I wanted to work. And then he didn't know that I my ex-husband claimed that he didn't know that I um I was putting my daughter in daycare. care. Marianne lied. I have <clears throat> emails, I have pictures, I have every I document every single thing dealing with him. And now that he lied so much about everything, I turned the my wizard app into a document, uh, like a notebook. Mm-hmm. All the pictures, everything is on my wizard app, which is like a waste of time because nobody reviewed that either.
0: You know. Yeah, yeah. And and the the my wizard is a platinum member of the AFCC, which is disgusting in sorry, itself. Sorry.
1: Yes. Uh I, I saw somebody put up on Facebook. Yes. So this is just like so much layer. And you know, with all of this, like I'm like, you know, trying to meet this obligation because I don't want my license to, to be suspended. I call up my friend that is a realtor said, we have to do something with my house. So he put it up for rent and in in minutes, this attorney, my ex husband attorney, right? She want me to provide all the address I'm going to. She wanted me to provide everything because they're coming to my house. They still come. Mm. Everything. Have oh. you follow me still? You know. Mm. So she put all of this in a court order. She write all that stuff down. So now I know with me owing this twelve thousand. If I only sell this house now, mm. the court is gonna come for twelve thousand. Before anything comes to me, they're gonna, they're definitely gonna come after me for the twelve thousand three hundred and fifty to sell my house. But if they they hold me to the fire that I have to pay this um dollars all at once because they're refusing to put me on a payment plan until my license is suspended according to um, the child support. My license has to be totally suspended before they put me on a, a proper payment plan.
0: And they're expecting your relatives. They want to extort money out of your relatives to to pay this this amount. Right. But that's what they're counting on. This is a racket that's been going on for far too long.
1: Where anybody's gonna, I already spent over, my family already helped me frame these lawyers who have done absolutely nothing for me. I probably, probably pay $40,000 from paying different lawyers who have done anything to go and pay 12 for them to, it's unfair to ask them now to help me come up with $12,352 with um, child support arrears. Mm -hmm. It's unfair.
0: Mm -hmm. It is, so, it's, a, it's a form of slavery that they're, they're putting everybody into.
1: I don't understand you know, how you could say that you don't care about people's expense. You don't care about what people have to do. This child is coming with me every week. How could you say you don't care if I have a roof over my head? How could you say you don't care if I have food? How could you say that you don't care about my basic needs? It's not only me. This child is coming with me every week. And the schedule that they give me for her is to suit his work schedule. Because he works at DMV and, they, and Wednesdays there is this late day. From Wednesday, to work, I think, from 12 o'clock to 8 or 9 p.m. at night. So that's why they have me getting her from... from wednesday every wednesday and every other weekend because some weekends he worked too as an investigator so however they set the schedule is suffice his work schedule
0: they don't care no they don't i would like to have you come back on um you know to talk about this some more um is there anything else you'd like to add i have a case coming up
1: and i'm going without an attorney on october 21st which is this friday coming up i can't afford to pin up attorney so i will be representing myself per se. and i do expect a lot of craziness you know injustice again because i'm going without an attorney i can't afford an attorney i can't afford mm-hmm. to keep saying these attorneys and they're not doing anything right i can't i don't have money maria i do not right. have money
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. You know what? Because I'd like to have you come back on for updates so we can see how you're doing um but hey, don't jump off any of is okay? Uh, Slam the is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Marianneka in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you again, Mary Marianne, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Marianne. Thank you all. Don't jump off.